Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for December the 10th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. A quick shout out to our buddy Brian Hyde. Brian Hyde is a fellow talk show host on the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Does the Brian Hyde Show. And a big shout out to him. It's a happy birthday. I emailed him this morning and I said, hey man, happy birthday. And he said, oh yeah, I just uh, joined the senior senior citizens realm. So why don't you just bust out a can of insure with me and we'll, (laughs) we'll celebrate. So there you have it. Anyway, happy birthday, Brian, my brother. And a kind of a unique birthday when it's a senior citizen time for folks, huh? Anyway, it seems like liberty is a senior citizen's game these days, you know? The younger folks don't seem to be as interested in liberty as some of us old coots are. But nevertheless, we uh, do the very best we can and try to pass on the uh, education to the younger generations. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. A quick recap of yesterday's show. We had our our guest on, Larry Pratt, talking about all things liberty. We talked about the Supreme Court flat-out rejected Pennsylvania's Republican attempt to uh, it, look into the elections. They basically rejected it without comment. Shame on the Supreme Court, ladies and gentlemen. What a sad tale to tell. We've always been told we need a Republican court, man. That'll save our bacon and make the difference. But you know what? Republicans gave us Roe versus Wade. Republicans rejected to jettison government-mandated health care. And now Republican-controlled courts are the ones that are saying, we won't even look into vote fraud, and we won't even make a comment on it. Wow. What a sad tale to tell on that. States are now backing Texas in Supreme Court suit alleging unconstitutional election in battleground states. The Epic Times with the piece basically saying, hey, you know what? Voters are disenfranchised when you folks change the rules via, what, the executive branch, the governors, or or mandates, but you don't have your legislative bodies involved. That isn't the purview uh, of, remember, the checks and balances. you got to have the state legislative bodies involved, and they were not. Therefore, fraud going on, and it really manipulates the elections and disenfranchises everyone as as Texas's main contentions in the courts. We'll keep an eye on the ball how well that works. But Sidney Powell impeached John Roberts. Amen to that. Schumer, the Supreme Court, and the mob. Andrew McCarthy writes the piece. This came out last March, believe it or not. Kirk Crosby brought it up and you know said, hey, there's a lot of pressure on the courts, folks. Schumer, the Supreme Court, and the mob. So Schumer literally brought in the mob. And they were outside the Supreme Court building. And he made blatant threats to Supreme Court justices. And uh, Schumer didn't get in any trouble, of course, don't you know? Only the good guys go to jail these days, so there you have that. 
By the way, I was guest on Cliff Kincaid's broadcast. He calls it, um, oh, what is it? Um, America Survival TV. Anyway, I was guest, and we talked about Mitt Romney, the CIA, Big Tech and the Swamp, usasurvival.org if you want to check that out. Hour two, we talked about a major update. SCOTUS docket forces states to respond. Jay Sekulow on Newsmax. The response is supposed to be today. Yeah, you got to wonder, will the states respond today? Or will they get more time from Roberts and others, huh? Time will tell. We also talked about the Arizona chair, Kelly Ward, exposes huge duplicate ballots case. The FBI looking into uh, stolen election data as well. But, of course, Arizona went and certified their results anyway. The battle's on, folks. All right. We talked about the biggest election fraud of all, how angry, entitled, and shockingly dishonest journalists are destroying America. Writes David Capillion, WND.com, doing a great job up there. Shocking proof of a broken election system, writes Matt Staver. He's LC Action Chairman, Liberty Council. There's a fire hose of information about election fraud, Matt Staver continues. We are working on unraveling the greatest crime in America. I think the Federal Reserve is probably the greatest crime. That and murdering 60 million babies on Republican court watch. But other than that, hey, he's got a great point. Howard Stern reportedly making, what, 100 million dollars a year under his current contract just got signed for more five more years satellite radio 120 million a year big bucks for howard stern they call the guy the king of media for uh, what reason i guess because people listen to him and there's plenty of money where that comes from he gets 100 120 million a year we can't even get five bucks if we're lucky man the conservative political action conference or cpac is moving folks from maryland to florida they say it'll be live in 2021, February, and uh, they'll have virtual events for you folks that don't want to go, but there you have that. Kirk Crosby says he's going to roll down there, and I was hoping he'd go inside and report for us, but he's just going to go there and sell honey. So we'll keep an eye on that ball the best we can. Maybe I'll find another reporter to head on down there. I guess Georgia State Attorney General, I guess going to join, oh, I guess it's Urge Your state to join the Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton uh, in suing the, um, what do you call them, battleground states for their manipulations there. There's a lot of states on that. We'll talk about that as the broadcast unfolds today. That's a recap of yesterday's show. Still available at lovingliberty.net. Spread the word and tell your neighbor. It's free, but if you have the heart to help us grow, lovingliberty.net, be liberal in your donations. Without further ado, Kirk Crosby's with me. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. There's so much to talk about, Kurt. It's hard to even know where to start in this election battle. Both sides seem to have gains. The uh, what chasm between the two continues to get wider and wider and wider. First story, a judge... In Andrum County, Michigan, has now authorized the audit, a forensic audit of 22 
Dominion voting systems machines. That's according to Rudy Giuliani, Kurt. You want to respond to that one? Now it's what, two states where they're looking into the machines now? I think so. I'm, you know, it's kind of hard to keep track, but um, the uh, uh, what I just want to know is, you know, who's been watching the machines since the vote? Um, you know, where have they been? Who's, you know, I mean, they have a camera on them that they have them locked up. Nobody in that kind of stuff, but yeah. So you're questioning the custody of the machines since the vote. Look, in Georgia, they already told you they're updating software and manipulating it already, Kurt. You already know that, right? Too bad. Yeah, amen to that. But I'm just telling you, you know that, though. We've already been, uh, it's already been reported that. Sidney Powell and Matt Staver and others have already reported, hey, they took the machines and they had to provide updates and they got, you know, kind of busted with that and. It's kind of a big fiasco, and then the machines went down, and they couldn't even do the recounts, and then they had to bring in <clears throat> Dominion experts to fix it. You heard all that, right, Kurt? That's the way I remember okay, it. Okay, so, so when you wonder what's happening to the machines, that's what's happening to the machines, my friend. Don't wonder. You know. Well, it seems so silly for them to go and check on them then. Um if you ask me. Uh, well, in my you know, mind, one of the things you would check is if they have manipulated them since. Is there a log that shows up grade of, of software on them? Or, you know, does it have a log of who's connected different external devices to them? Or if they've been connected to the Internet uh, since then, what kind of logs can we get? And it might prove more fraud, Kurt. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just figured they'd maybe do the uh, Hillary deal, you know, where she is, is the bleach bit on the... Stuff well, and, and if so, that could be documented, too, though. You could document stuff. that, hey, these suckers have been wiped. Good point. And so and, and there's a lot of reasons, in my opinion, to go dig in. Your point about the manipulation, and we may not be, we might be able to detect manipulation. Uh, we may not be able to detect vote fraud because they might erase the vote fraud track, right? That's certainly possible and a risk that we're um, seriously involved in because we haven't had custody of machines. But that just proves more point of fraud and the potential for manipulation. The fact that not only do we not have custody of the votes, Kurt, through mail-in balloting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, we don't have custody of the vote machines either. Yeah, and if the machines are connected, like you said, to um, like Germany and Iran and Serbia and Iraq. They are, Kurt, not if. We know they are. uh, and um, then when, I mean, you don't really have custody of the vote because uh, as soon correct. as it goes in there, it just goes it's traveling wherever. And that is the point, whoever. my friend. I agree. Right? And that is, yep. in my opinion, the, what do they call it, the quintessential point? <laughs> yeah, that's a very good one. Mm-hmm. All right. Looks like Donald Trump and 17 states back. Texas bid, they say to undo Trump's election loss, Supreme Court Reuters. Wait a minute, Kurt. We're not undoing a loss. Did you see how that's written? Yeah, we're not undoing so... a loss. Hold on a minute. Nobody's won yet, my friend. The Electric College hasn't voted. Some states haven't mm-hmm. certified. Uh, there's lawsuits everywhere. They say uh, Trump and many others surrounding Donald have already filed over 50 lawsuits. How do you say that um, trying to undo a loss? Well, it's a lie from Reuters is the bottom line. How come they're not getting banned by Facebook and Twitter, huh? Dad, can you make him stop? Honey, he needs to practice. He's been at it an hour. Well, just trying to be patient. Dad... 
It sounds like a cat calling for help or something. Worse, a basement full of cats. Yeah. You know, hon, it is a little hard on the ears. Not you, too. Well, maybe we can all play a game. Andrew, do you want to play a board game? Uh, how about we watch a video? Hide and seek? Oh, I don't know. I give up. Maybe we could all just sneak out of the house. Honey, he's nine years old. We can't leave him home alone. And? We can make him practice with a sock. Well, I guess we'll have to get some ice cream. Did I hear someone say ice cream? Family, isn't it about time? Oh, I see the practice hasn't hurt your ears. Well, I'm a serious musician. Funny that you never seem to get better on that thing. Works every time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hey, uh, where did all these cats come from? Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Russ, RussCreditGift.com on your radio. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Glad to be with you guys. Wow, it's hard to know what to even focus on. There's so much news going on around here, man. Tell you what, there's a headline, Brian. I want to bounce off you. I'm not very smart, so maybe you can help me with this thing here. Rudy Giuliani, quote a judge in Michigan, is authorized a forensic audit of 22 voting machines. All right. And that makes sense to me. I get all that. But if that's true, we got now um, two states that are saying, hey, you got to look at the machines. Trump and 17 states back Texas in a bid, they say, to undo President Trump's, and President Trump's election loss. That's Reuters. How do you undo a loss when nobody's won, my friend? If the Electoral College hasn't voted, if certain states hasn't certified, if there's lawsuits galore everywhere surrounding this thing, how do you say Trump's lost and he's trying to undo a loss? That's not even genuinely honest from a factual point of view at all. How come Facebook and Twitter aren't banning writers right now, Brian? Yeah, well, that, that's kind of what's been happening all along. I mean, they... they uh... They kind of create their whatever they want it, us to, to realize. But isn't, isn't Biden out there already saying, you know, he's trying to make change now? He isn't even the president. He's already trying to do all this stuff. So, yeah, that's why I think they're just pushing the fact that, well, he's already lost. And they're all kind of in that game. Now, not only did Reuters lie because they're saying that Trump's trying to overcome a loss. There's no loss. But as far as I can tell, Joe Biden lied. He claimed in the debate that until everything was completely certified and finalized and everything else, that he wouldn't try to claim victory. 
He lied and he did. <laughs> That's right. So how come yeah. Joe? How come Joe Biden's not banned from Twitter and Facebook? And how come Reuters isn't banned from Twitter and Twitter? Wow, Twitter and Facebook. We we've literally caught them both in a lie, Kurt. Do you want to uh, double down on this one? When they're flat out lying, and the lies are just obvious. It's so evident. You don't even need fact checkers for this. Yeah, wait. Uh, let's see. This is like headline news. The mainstream media and the um, and Joe Biden lie. Hmm. I mean, we've never seen that before. Um, you know, and then you look at this, uh, at least in this article that I sent you, you can find some good here, you know. And and that is, at least if you really look at it, you ha- you got to ask yourself, well, why are 17 states, if this is a done deal, why are 17 states? Uh, it's not like one state. You know, I mean, 17 states are jumping on the deal with Texas. So that would be 18 states. Yeah, so Trump and 17 states is the point, Kurt. Yeah, that's right. And they're jumping on the battle with the uh, Texas uh, lawsuit that basically is saying, hey, uh, there's fraud, uh, lying, cheating, stealing going on, and uh, we're part of We don't like it. Heard that. Uh, the 17 states are, you got Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Utah, and West Virginia. I'm glad to see um, Utah on there. That's a battle internally, which we'll get to in a minute, but all I can tell you is this. Good point. Uh, the Reuters article that, that you know writes that, in my opinion, dishonest fake news headline uh, continues in their whole article to debunk all the 18 states. Interesting when you go against 18 states and their concerns. Why don't you leave it up to the courts to decide, you dishonest media thugs? Okay? But here's what happens. They say both procedurally and substantively, it's a mess, Justin Levitt, an election law professor. At a law school in California, he says there's zero chance the court will take the case. Now, I understand that this guy believes that the case won't be successful. I understand that. But do you run around and say there's zero chance that the case will be taken? Is that really a position you want to be in ahead of the game? Are you just simply saying, hey, the courts are so fraudulent and so dishonest that there's no chance they'll give you any victory? Is that what that guy's really saying? As a professor of one of the universities funded by our tax dollars, Brian? Yeah. That's exactly right, and 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 I think that puts fear into the people. Saying, "Well, gosh, you know, what good are we doing? Even if you know we try to, you know, bring out truth, we try to make the right choices, and so on, and they don't care. Doesn't matter. So we're hitting our head against this wall, and uh, and and yet the uh, the the left there. I mean, they continue to lie and continue to lie, and there's no there's no accountability for them. They just keep one more lie after another, keeps building up, but yet there's no uh, accountability. So we keep, as a people, I think we get a little bit fearful and say, well, gosh, this whole system's wrong and we can't do anything about it. So I guess we're just going to stand in line with everybody else and take what we have to take. I, you know, it's, it's hard. It, I just, it, it's really frustrating. There you have it. It's hard to know how to respond to this because, uh, and this is kind of an issue that we really need to, to think about. There is so many people on so many different sides of this thing. I mean, it's, it's like the tip of the spear in the divide of the nation, if you will. So you've got Trump and 17 states, you know, so 18 states literally saying there's a problem here. You've got the courts and all kinds of liberal people in academia going, oh, it's totally bogus. 
You've got the Republicans divided. You've got the Democrats divided. You've got the swamp against the people. You've got every divide line you could find. Now, listen to this. The secret pressures on the Supreme Court. John Roberts, does the deep state wear robes? USASurvival.org, this is Cliff Kincaid doing a great job on this. But he brings these questions up. And then uh, Dr. Jerome Corsi appears with Cliff Kincaid on USASurvival.org about why the Texas lawsuit against four battleground states will end up in a Trump win. So Jerome Corsi thinks Trump's going to win. Now Larry Clayman thinks the courts are too corrupt and Trump's going to lose. I think the courts are too corrupt and Trump's going to lose. Kurt thinks, hey, you know what? We're going to win. We're going to pull a rabbit out of the hat. God's going to intervene and, you know, things are going to be good. However, Utah joins the lawsuit, but now Herbert and Cox, so Governor Gary Herbert, that's current, what, lame duck governor, and then Spencer Cox, governor-elect, as they like to call it, Herbert and Cox call action of Sean Reyes on election lawsuit unwise. KSL News Radio with that piece. And there's a big battle about, you know, uh, whether Utah should have even jumped in. Now, there's a press release by the, what, governor and governor-elect saying, Sean didn't ask anybody about this. He just did it. We don't understand his logic. We think it's unwise and foolish. Why do we want to be involved in another state's election battles? Very interesting take on this. Even the Utah state is divided on this. Sean against the governor and the governor-elect. Sean meaning the attorney general. Sean Reyes. Okay, this is a very divisive issue to say the least, Kurt. Well, it sure is. And, uh, you know, it shows you, at least in my opinion, it shows you the, um, you know, insiders, the swamp monsters, or, or at least the ones who want to be, um, you know, uh, guys like Herbert and Cox, they want to be um, considered for higher office. I mean, uh, our previous uh, governor, what you know, the so-called Republican governor was tapped by Obama uh, to uh, be an ambassador, um, you know, and we've got, you know, that kind of Romney kind of thinking going on in many high-level spots, Sam, don't we? Yes, we do, and that's why the swamp's so deep. I pray Kurt's right and I'm wrong and we can win. Hey, are you, let me ask you this, Brian, are you an election challenge supporter? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see the. I'd like to see justice there. Truth. Oh, whoa, imagine that. Well, now there's a <laughs> CNN analyst. Guy's name is John Avalon. Guy's a nutcase, but he's now comparing all Trump election challenge supporters to Confederates. You gone Confederate, Brian? <laughs> well, I better pull my flag out from under my my desk here and, and get it out there on the house. Yeah, man, you got to pull out the rattlesnake. <laughs> don't tread on me. Come on. <laughs> what do you think of that, Kurt? Uh, you're, you're one of them supporters of the uh, election challenge, aren't you? Well, this, these kind of guys come out all the time. Sam. You've done they gone Confederate. Out, 
they they came out with uh, 9-11 when if you question anything they came out with you know jfk hey you're you're not supposed to think there's any more than one shooter uh you know no matter if the brain comes out back of the head towards where the guy was shooting i mean you're supposed to just figure that magic bullet thing this works you know and the same thing with this you you know i mean i got a neighbor that i've i've told him so many things and given him so much stuff and he he one in one response he goes um i don't know i guess all these people are just lying and they're just confused and i'm like yeah right all these experts all these um, people that sign documents and say they saw all this fraud they're just up in the night baby <laughs> yeah they sure are buddy i'm telling you right now they all gone confederate buddy that's what they've done Ooh. all right quick pause sam kurt brian we're gonna get a constitutional update on the honest money situation Maybe if we had honest money, we could expect honesty in elections. How dumb am I? <laughs> Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Pennsylvania GOP Representative Mike Kelly says his challenge to election results in his state is not over despite being denied an emergency order by the U.S. Supreme Court. All that happened is we were not granted a temporary injunction relief. That's all that happened. But we are in the midst of a constitutional crisis right now in our country, and we have to get answers, and we have to get it from the highest court in the land. Another case has been put forth to the Supreme Court by Texas and joined by 17 other states to prevent Pennsylvania as well as Michigan, Georgia, and Wisconsin from participating in the Electoral College. That lawsuit argues the Constitution's Equal Protection Clause was violated in the 2020 election. One of the year's most anticipated video games is having problems on consoles. Cyberpunk 2077 on PS4 and Xbox One seems to have major problems showcasing glitches and frame rate issues. The game is also well over 100 gigs to download. USA Radio News. Picture this. A shortage of fuel has closed your electric utility. Or any disaster devastated your town. Your power is out. No lights, no news. That's why federal and state agencies urge you to have an emergency radio. You can get a free Dynamo World Band emergency radio. This powerful radio keeps you informed during any emergency. It doesn't even need batteries and comes with a hand-cranked generator and super bright LED flashlight. The emergency radio includes the NOAA weather band, a long-range AM receiver, a high-sensitivity FM band, and even a USB jack to charge cell phones. The Dynamo Emergency Weather Band Radio retails for almost $30, but Newsmax wants to make sure you get this radio. So check out the free offer for the emergency radio with Newsmax magazine. Go to gettheradio.com. That's gettheradio.com. Or call toll-free 800-NEWSMAX. That's 800-NEWSMAX. This radio could save your life. This offer may end soon, so order today. A giant experimental rocket by Elon Musk's SpaceX program successfully soared eight miles above the company's testing facilities in South Texas on Wednesday. It came back down as planned before crashing into the ground in an enormous plume of flame and smoke. The girthy rocket did not have anyone on board. Hundreds, perhaps thousands of Hondurans formed a caravan bound for the United States on Wednesday after two hurricanes wreaked havoc on flooded areas of Central America last month. An unidentified man in the caravan says they lost everything and must go to the United States. 
two classified reports from the Pentagon's task force used to detect, analyze, and catalog UFOs have been leaked, both of which include photos of unidentified objects. One leaked photo taken off the east coast of the United States by a pilot's personal cell phone was part of the 2018 position report. This report discussed what the unidentified silver cube-shaped object could be. Alien or non-human technology was mentioned. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. All right, let's start out with rhodium, Brian. Brian Rust, Rust couldn't get that gun. Let's just let's just set aside all the baloney, man. Let's just do honesty. Kirk Crosby wants to know how his rhodium's doing, man. Fifteen thousand eight hundred. Is that up or down, Kurt? Are you tracking rhodium? Brian's giving you the numbers every week. Are you tracking it? It's always up. Is that right, Brian? <laughs> it's about the same as it was last last week. So when Kurt says it's always up, he's just. <clears throat> But the, you know, that's in, a uh, positive view. Mid mid November it was fourteen thousand eight, and then it was fourteen thousand, and then it was you know back. It was, you know, it it was fourteen eight. Now it's fourteen thousand. It's not always up. Well, it was four. Well, it was fourteen, uh, and then it went to fourteen eight, and then we're at fifteen eight, and that's where we're. So it hasn't changed over the last week. Fifteen eight. So that's fifteen thousand eight hundred dollars for one ounce of rhodium. Yes, sir. Correct. Um, stuff, when buddy. you when you uh, yeah when I'm sure glad I got a garage full of it. Um, when you first um, started tracking rhodium, how much was it? Do you remember, Brian? Uh, it was it it, it was like uh, oh I want to say twenty five hundred dollars. I mean you, you had you had that around twenty five hundred. We were always trying to figure out well, this rhodium. What's this rhodium thing? And they called it a sponge, and and we didn't really see. Uh, in any kind of a tradable, um, I guess, uh, form like a bar or something like that that we could trade. Uh, and then we, then it started to kind of move as other metals, you know, uh, platinum was platinum hit 2,500, a uh, palladium, I think at one point, and when I saw a palladium, it was only 80 bucks. And we said, Oh, palladium at $80. That's probably good. And we started buying, you know, getting some bars and selling those. And now, you know, palladium's 2,300 and uh, platinum's, a thousand, but rhodium had kind of, I think, just the the av- availability has, has kept that fairly high. But uh, so we've we've and we've had bars of those. We've I've sold a few bars of those. One ounce. Well, I'm bars, hoping so, yeah. with his garage full of it, will sell a bar or two and help fund the radio network a little bit. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Don't don't drop it all at once, though. So you you'll flood that market. Yeah. So yeah, just a little That's piece right. here or there. Yeah. Yeah, you'll yep. drop mm-hmm. the price down to like five bucks. Then I'll start buying it. <laughs> hey, what's the gold price, Brian? Uh, gold is eighteen forty six point five zero. Eighteen forty six fifty. What do you think of that, Kurt? Well, I I recommend uh, getting uh, one of those five dollar gold pieces. You know that says five bucks from the United States Treasury and the United States Mint. How much are those now, right? Five dollar ones. Uh, they're about two forty five. So five dollar ones. That's like a good deal, man. It's been two hundred forty-five bucks. Get five bucks in, and good deal. Talking. All right, what's silver? Shows you that. Uh, Silver's twenty-four point two five. So that's down, huh? Well, it's up about five cents from last week. 
So, but it's it, so, it, the, the jumps have, have been kind of through the week. We're seeing these ups and down jumps that's you know, 50 cents here and, and 70 cents here. And same with gold, you're up 50 bucks and then you're down, you know, so it's bouncing all over the place. So then uh, if you're going to get one of those $1 United States um, coins, silver gold, silver coins. Yep, from you the still US there, Brian? Mint, I can hear him, um, but I don't know. Can you hear me, Sam? Yep. Just wondering about hmm. Brian. Anyway, um, so I'll talk. Maybe you have to call him back. I don't know. Maybe did we Hello? Use him? Yeah, uh, Brian can there, hear us. I can hear him. I'll work on that. I heard him. Say hello, uh, but anyway, uh, so that assuming it's twenty four something uh, for the uh, silver quote spot price, that means it's going to be probably thirty two bucks for a, a silver dollar. Um, you know, one of those twenty twenty ones from the United States Mint. Um, but I was noticing it looks like um, it looks like the Bitcoin boys are still riding high. Uh, they although they do say uh one the uh, boys at the international oh where is that the international business times uh, say that the uh, bitcoin price plunges to near 17,600 suffers worse sell off here's what happened um you know and of course they're going to explain it i'm sure it'll make perfect sense um, right. but um, hold on give me the headline so i can give you the kitchen table out of inflation really quick all right, so this one says uh, International Business Times Bitcoin price plunges to near 17,600 suffers worse sell off. Here's what happens. Um yeah, so sure let me let me explain, explain what happens with all yeah. these manipulated currencies, okay? Because they're different than real money. And this is really I, I'll have Brian speak to this in a second, but here's my short explanation. And it's I know it's a simplified explanation. Uh, but it's designed to put it on the kitchen table for the average Joe that doesn't really understand finance and all that kind of complicated stuff. Here's the bottom line, though. When you trade on paper, okay, so digital is equivalent to paper, meaning that it can vanish. It can go away. And by nature, it's worth nothing by value, okay? It doesn't represent work to get it out of the earth. It doesn't represent manufacturing to mint it or to create it. It doesn't represent any intrinsic value of any kind or uh, have uh, any relevance of rarity. Okay, so it lacks all the factors of honest money. Okay, so it's, it's, it's fake. It's worthless by nature. And therefore, when something's worthless by nature, the only thing that can hold up that worthless by nature reality is the confidence game. Okay, and so if I can build confidence in, in um, you know, dog poop, and I can get you guys to believe that it's valuable and people trade dog poop. And then all of a sudden people are like, man, this stuff smells bad. And then all of a sudden it goes way down because, golly, you're right, it does. Holy crap. I mean, oh, I shouldn't say that when I'm talking about dog poop. Um, but you got, and so then they say, not only that, it looks gross. Yeah, and so it tanks again and it tanks again. It's all the confidence game. And then if I come back and I put perfume in there with the dog poop and I say, no, it actually doesn't smell too bad. Yeah, it's a unique blend. It kind of smells good. And if I con you into believing that it smells okay, then, hey, the value goes back up. Okay, so when you have fake value propped up by the confidence game, then you will have a roller coaster on your hands forever. And there will be people who have the ability to manipulate that confidence game to their gain and your loss. 
and they can do it over and over and over. This is historical reality. 101, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Brian, how accurate is that? That's exactly accurate. I mean, you know, they can, well, it's, it's what I, you know, it's the same thing I, I read in this uh, article here. It says when the U.S. government manipulates gold and silver markets, it's perfectly legal, and the Commodity Futures Trading Commission can't act. So you, you see any of this manipulation, they can kind of play the games, and as long as it's on paper and they keep flooding this out here and, 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 and uh, the, the spoofing and stuff, these machines and all this stuff, and, and same with, with, with Bitcoin. I mean, you know, they, it's, it's on paper that they can drive these prices up and down, and they've been doing it forever. We see these bounces of the, of the markets. Exactly well, right. you know, it, it reminds me of like our election talk where they just talk about these anomalies. And now, you know, in the country, we just call that lying, cheating, stealing. Uh, in, no, wait a minute. That's in, in flyover country, in, Kurt. Not in, that's right. Not in high flutin' society, buddy. Well, I said it out in the country. Um, in, in uh, you know, and they call it spoofing in the uh, high fancy world, but it's called lying, cheating, stealing is what it really <laughs> That's is. That's if you're honest, Kurt. <laughs> That's right. That's if you want to call a pile of poop a pile of poop, right? <laughs> Amen. And, and I, hey, use here, that, here. I use that Sorry. analogy on purpose, though, because that's really what we're dealing when we're dealing in fake, dishonest money. But as I mentioned right before the pause to Brian, you know, how are we going to have honest elections if we don't have honest money, Kurt? Well, that's why we try to get honesty everywhere, Sam. I mean, I don't yes, care sir. if it's Barack's birth certificate, the JFK deal, money, Federal Reserve, income tax. I mean, you just go on down the list. We even want honest elections. Hey, Kurt, I mean, how much is honey I know we're a problem. We're going to do rhodium. we got to do honey, don't you think, Brian? Yeah. Mm. How much is honey? We don't usually now? do it by the ounce. you got to, buddy. Uh, you got to do it by the Troy I know ounce, we friend. do. Good point. Liquid uh, gold. Troy. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know it, can it, I just it, jump in real quick? For uh, yeah. you, you mentioned lying, cheating, and stealing. In 1883, the government made this nickel, Liberty Nickel. Well, they didn't put cents mm-hmm. on the back. So people started people started gold plating those and lying, cheating, and stealing. And they started selling this $5 gold piece. Well, it's, it's gold plated. It doesn't say gold. It doesn't say it's a, it's a V. It's got the five on it. Well, that's a $5 gold. Well, they started selling, you know, passing those around as $5 gold. And then the big fix came up. Oh, wait, we got to change that and put cents on the back of that. And so they changed it to, to with cents on the back. And so that little $5 racketeer nickel, they called it, was passed around as $5 gold. So, and then right. 1883 racketeer nickels, ladies and gentlemen, that say five <laughs> cents on the back. How much do they cost, Brian? Uh, you can buy those for a, a couple dollars. Hey, man, that's a pretty good deal now. But, uh, but a $5 gold, like $2.35, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, you'll never have honesty in elections, uh, or you'll never have honest what politicians. Uh, you can't have statesmen hardly if you just back dishonest money. Isn't that what fuels this whole racket? Ladies and gentlemen. Amen. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. 
This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. All right, ladies and gentlemen, live on your radio, Brian Rust had to take off. Good old Brian has a lot to do in his days, man. He's taking care of folks, going to him for honest money. And uh, therefore, he's got a busy schedule. But he takes time, and we thank him for this, to join us every week to give us an honest money update. Brian Rust, over the past 50 years, Brian and his family have been working to educate customers about precious metals. RustQuinnegift.com, they're even helping Kurt understand rhodium. Can you imagine that? Cool stuff, man. Anyway, Brian Rust doing a great job. The mm-hmm. update on money right now. Um, gold, 1846 Silver, $24.25. So there you have that. We talked about the secret pressures on the Supreme Court. But Dr. Rome Corsi believes that we're going to pull out a win, just like you do, Kurt, on this thing. Um, Larry Clayman believes that uh, the courts are too corrupt. And interesting, you got two really, in my opinion, very well-known icons on opposite sides of that issue, Kurt. Well, it seems like everybody's got an opinion, you know, and uh, so... Um, I sure hope you and Jerome were right. We'll, we'll be fine, and, yeah. But it's going to get a little harder now because uh, CNN at- analyst John Atlon compares Trump challenge supporters to Confederates. So, you know, there you go. Now, in my opinion, that should be shut down as fake news. All right. YouTube, by the way, just announced that it would be removing any content that alleges voter fraud or disputes Joe Biden's victory in the 2020 presidential election, Kurt. Do you want to respond to that? It sure is amazing to see. uh, You know, at least uh, I think of the old phrase. I remember I think I first learned about it or heard it back in, like, 92 when uh, a guy named Bo Greitz was running for president. And he'd say, uh, when you're catching flack, you're right on target. Um, And I believe uh, that's what you're seeing. Um, 
right now, you know, with the comment, like you say, with the one that calls them Confederates or the or the YouTube guys, uh, you know, in the past, these guys would be all for free speech, they'd call it. That means you could put any depraved, any kind of thing that, you well, know. Well, you still can, uh, Kurt. Yeah, you can still do that, but you just can't put any stuff about the election on there, right? You know. Yeah, so YouTube's yeah, YouTube, going to move all content. All freedom. They claim it violates their deal. You know, hey, you're you know peddling things that are untrue, Kurt. And you can't peddle things that are untrue, right? Because, of course, they don't have any untrue things on YouTube. That's you correct, know. sir. But I'll tell yeah. you this, though. The American Family Association just emailed me, and they say this. Sign the petition to Ritz Crackers. Two men in lipstick do not make a family, says uh, the American Family Association or AFA Action. Kurt. And then they offer to show me the ad, and I'd play the ad, except for it's just music. It's basically silent, Kurt. Except as far as I understand, it features two men with lipstick, and it basically says, hey, let's uh, have you kind of think about or redefine the uh, family there, Kurt. Do you want to respond to that? Yeah. Well, That's allowed to um, roll unchecked. I'm off that one more time, you know, but uh, it's amazing, isn't it? The folks at American Family Association, they're, they're going to be called Confederates, I guess, and just not... Um, you know, uh, friendly to the world or whatever, and that's because they they want to promote the idea of a husband and wife and children. I yes, mean, sir. You can see, Evil. I mean, uh, their their address is in Tupelo, Mississippi. We even have a honey from called the Tupelo Honey, Sam. You know, so that's yeah. kind of cool. Ritz website states. Um, that they're donating $50,000 to help promote the LGB whatever agenda. Yeah. Yeah, they're, uh, the, the folks at AFA or American Family Association say they're attempting to normalize the transgender lifestyle by airing a commercial that has absolutely nothing to do with selling crackers. It's going to make me want to buy less crackers for sure. The company's most recent ad uh, features a man putting on lipstick like a woman and effeminately, um, I'm kind of used to not even know what that word meant, clinging to another man to brainwash children and adults alike by desensitizing audiences. The ad campaign titled Where There's Love, There's Family has been airing on HGTV and is um, What does HG stand for, Kurt? Do you know? I'm not sure. Um, on YouTube's page, or on the, it says on YouTube page, the company's goal is to redefine family as something other than God's biblical design of, for gender and sexuality. In its own words, Ritz says, we're encouraging people to rethink what it means to be family. Uh, they say the negative blowback against Ritz has been so bad that the company has removed the ad promotion from its Facebook page and disabled comments on its YouTube page. Um, and it's there for you to watch. Um, the company is collaborating with it. It Gets Better Project. It's a... Uh, 
LGBTQ program uh, directed at promoting homosexuality and transgenderism to youth. Um, boy, I'll tell you what, you like to know what your cracker money's going for. <clears throat> Dr. Michael Brown, host of the AFA comp documentary, uh, it's called In His Image, Delighting in God's Plan for Gender and Sexuality, clearly describes the added danger that Ritz's promotion can have on teens. Quote, there's so much confusion in our society today. Dr. Brown said, same-sex attraction, same-sex marriage, gay Christianity, transgender identity, what's right, what's wrong. Ritz needs to hear from you. Supporting the transgender agenda instead of remaining neutral in the culture war is just bad business. If Ritz Crackers refuses to remain neutral, then Christians will vote with their pocketbooks and support companies that do. And then they want you to sign a petition for Ritz. And I just signed it, Kurt. Says thank you Very for signing the petition. Got to participate. Mm-hmm. Got to do it. And I know a lot of people say that's just not on us, Sam. And my response is the boy par- boycott of Target is still in effect. I've been boycotting those folks mm-hmm. for quite some time. But you know what? Uh, Target and others have just doubled down now in your face, Kurt. Mm-hmm. Too bad, huh? Yeah. It's, um, uh, but but again, this noticing. is what America's embracing, though, Kurt. <clears throat> Okay, these companies aren't not, doing this because there's plenty of dollars in not doing it. They're doing it because there's dollars in doing it, right, Kurt? Well, I'm. I will say that um, I thought there was a news story lately about the Goya company. Remember that one, um, Goya Foods? Yeah. And um, AOC. Have you heard about that? Nope. Well, well, I anyway, heard her doing something about it, but uh, you know, hey, what that all means, who knows, right? Yeah, um, the Goya Feuds uh, people are the ones that came out and supported the president. They were at one of his uh, um, news conferences and, uh, you know, talking about him and stuff like that. And so AOC, um, all out crazy, or, uh, you know, Alexandria Garcia Cortez uh, suggested to folks to uh, boycott uh, this company, Goya Foods. And now um, the. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has been named the employee of the month for Goya because um, after she suggested the boycott, then their sales just like went through the roof. You know what I mean? So to me, that's kind of, you know, um, on the good news story about a company, uh, you know, doing some good. And even though they, uh, they get attacked by AOC, Sales go great. Great. Well, and I think that that's true. Chick-fil-A sales are going great for not promoting themselves and not uh, being open on Sunday and stuff. And I think there's some truth that there's some good out there, Kurt. But if we're not very careful, it's going to go the other way. Because uh, now what's happening is the, uh, if you saw this in Chick-fil-A, the suppliers of Chick-fil-A are starting to ratchet up prices on Chick-fil-A to get them to uh, calm down on that stuff. Well, they'll just need to find some more friendly uh, suppliers. I, I sure guess, hope so. You know, uh, or you know, use their uh, market savvy. You know. I yeah. Mean, so the point on I, my part isn't to say all is lost. My point is really to highlight, though, that hey, folks, we better start voting with our dollars. So when you sign a petition, you know, then you better take the next step, and you got to say, I'm not buying Ritz cracker, Ritz crackers. I'm not going to Target. I'm not. 
And we need to have our influence felt, Kurt, and we need to seek out patriot businesses. And uh, that's my real point with this. By the way, Jonathan Turley. Do you know, remember who this guy is, Kurt? He's a famous mm, attorney and law professor and everything. His name is Jonathan Turley. Turney? Okay. Or Turley, I should say, right? Attorney and Turley. Turley. All right. He's an attorney, but his name is Jonathan Turley. He's okay. at George Washington University, okay? Mm-hmm. He says criminalization of private speech coming to the United States. Mm. European-style controls, now a core value in the Democratic Party. He's right. And you see this with the YouTube headline we just talked about up above. A YouTube simply will not let you contest the election or contest their claim that Joe Biden won. Or you'll just get shut down and taken off. All right? That's the way freedom works. Not in my world. I know. Um, uh, now, Sam, I was going to ask you on the whole YouTube alternative thing. Uh, um, do you have any, once you suggest, I see there's a number of stories talking well, okay, about. Okay, so let's um, talk about this. This will take a longer segment that we've got, but we can tease it now and break into it next hour. How's that? Okay. Um, when you say, uh, is there alternatives? I want to know what you mean. Are you talking about a viewer or are you talking about a content creator? Well, I, I don't create anything on I know, YouTube. but the I reason that I'm bringing this up is if content stuff. creators don't use any other alternatives and the alternatives aren't built by other people, then the answer is no. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, mm-hmm. if people back other companies and if people create companies and create sources and create capabilities, then the answer is yes. <clears throat> then viewers can have uh, choices. And uh, it's a mixed bag. The conservatives haven't really, for the most part, created much, Kurt, and developed much and focused on alternatives. And that's why we're in the bind that we're in, right? I've mentioned this for decades. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, you can say Liberty News Radio or, you know, Living Liberty Networks, we're just tiny and we don't make a heck of difference and whatever you want to say. But, you know, we're building something. Granted, it's small and we need your support to make it bigger. There's no doubt about all that. But we're building something. Other people are building something as well. Cliff Kincaid, as I mentioned, he's got his uh, USA Survival videos going now. Now, he's using YouTube for it. He needs to switch to a different service, but, hey, he's doing something. He's building something. Okay, you've got Ben Swan that's building something, right? Uh, There's other people that are building things, too, and it's good to see. So all their alternatives, yeah, there are not enough of them, and they're not certainly real, true competition, to the YouTubes and the Instagrams and the Facebooks and the Twitters and stuff like that yet, but they can be and they will be. It's all up to the people, Kurt, and this is why I keep hammering on this, on if we will embrace it or not. If we back them and fund them and help them, then we will gain incredible alternatives. If we don't, though, they'll probably go away and they won't last long. That's the summation. Let's break into it next hour because there's some other stories relating to Facebook and YouTube and everything else that relate. We'll talk about it in seconds. Hour one in the can, two coming up. God save the Republic. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. 
All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushwood and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. This is the broadcast for December the 10th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our two of two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. All right. We talked about an, uh, a big news headline. Basically about YouTube. YouTube just announced that it would be removing any content that alleged voter fraud or disputed Joe Biden's victory. They say it's all fake news, man. Look, Kurt, yesterday was Safe Harbor Day, buddy. No, two days ago, I guess. Tuesday was Safe Harbor Day. And you you know what? That's enough to prove that enough states have certified in U.S. Harbor Day. There's no going back now. It's all been decided in the 2020 presidential election. Lies. YouTube. But they're no different than the other liars, right? So they're, yeah, they're just uh, finally coming along and catching up to Instagram or, or what is it, Twitter and all those other guys, you know. Right? <laughs> you know, but now there's a big headline. Uh, New York Attorney General says that 48 states file lawsuits against Facebook in what they call landmark antitrust offensive on big tech. But, Kurt, I don't have any confidence. I don't have any confidence in the courts. Uh, because, remember, the federal government in bed with big tech, military, big tech, and universities all built these technologies. And now we're going to sue, saying they're abusing us, Kurt? How's that all going to work out? You think the courts are going to expose the dishonesty by government and the triad that built these and take them all down? I, I guess the uh, phrase comes to my mind uh, from Ammon Bundy when he said, uh, what are we to do? That's a fair um, question. And so um, as far as I can tell, uh, you know, folks like Lynn Wood and, um, you know, Sidney Powell, uh, Matt Staver and so many others that are working on this and, and including us, uh, you know, we, we must do all we can uh, to... Um, well, exhaust every legal means, um, n- unlike those on the other side who uh, at least seem to take the illegal means, um, you know, for their uh, goals, if you will. Um, you know, I mean, it's kind of like this one football game that uh, happened last Saturday night. I don't know if you heard about it, but BYU had a game, uh, Sam. Yeah, I, I listened to the whole were, game. They were playing a team called uh, Coastal Carolina. Yeah. And uh, right at the end of the first half, there was an incident where, um, well, anyway, if you look it up on YouTube, you know, maybe it's gone now, but it it did, it was labeled cheap shot. And uh, so it was, um, you could basically see uh, a couple of, uh, Coastal Carolina guys just basically beating up on the quarterback uh, for BYU, um, and the ref was must have been you know ten feet away or something because he basically showed up right as they smashed him to the ground for the second time, um, and there was no flag, uh, no uh, penalty on the uh, you know uh, 
in the players that did that to the quarterback, and they almost had a, a knockout draw or brawl out there on the uh, field. And yet, um, you know, I mean, I just think that that kind of stuff is unfair. It's not um, part of the game. I mean, but some folks say it is part of the game. Uh, they say that you can do anything to achieve your ends, if you will, and and that's I guess what the uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter folks, etc. You know they don't want to um, address any of the uh, criminal activity, or as they want to use it, uh, the word is anomalies. Uh, but out here in the country, there you go. lying, cheating, stealing. <coughs> yeah, that's right. But you know what, uh, North. Carolina won, right? Well, they had more points. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. So when, um, you know, just so you know, folks, when you have more points, you win. Now, what Kurt's trying to do is draw a broader definition to the point win. And I think Kurt's right on this. He just needs to explain it so people get it. Because otherwise, people think Kurt's completely confused. Look, BYU won. They got more points. Now, when we talk about winning, though, what Kurt's you mean pointing Coastal out is that Carolina, right? the Coastal Carolina won. They got more points. But your point is a broader win. You don't win when you win by dishonesty. Is that what you're getting at, Kurt? Well, I think there's a God in heaven who really keeps track of the big score. And uh, that if, if you do those kinds of things <laughs> on the big scorebook, if you will, um, you're going to pay for you're it. You're going to lose. Uh, That's right. In the, in the end. So. Yeah. And so anyway, I just wanted to make sure that you got a chance to explain that because otherwise people are going like, what are you talking about? Well, Kurt's appealing to a broader focus on what win really means. And I think Kurt's spot on and right on the point. It's just a point we need to kind of explain to people so they understand what our reference point is of what we regard as winning. Right. Uh, but I don't have a lot of confidence that these states are going to you know, do a lot to Facebook. What they might do is get Facebook and Instagram separated. What they might do is get Facebook beat up a bunch and have Facebook pay a bunch of money. But if you think that the states are going to basically sue and they're going to have an open case like Congress drilling into big tech and drilling down big tech executives, if you think they're going to dismantle what the government through the Pentagon and the military and black op money has put together with the universities and big tech to control us all, if you think they're going to take that down over this, you're sadly mistaken. Okay, I don't have trust in the courts and I don't for a reason. Let me give you an example. Hunter Biden reveals that he's under a federal tax investigation, Kurt. But he says, don't worry, it's going to prove that I'm on the up and up and I'm all good. Do you expect them to toss Hunter in the clink, Kurt? I expect him to, but I doubt they will, um, Sam. So when you say you expect him to, but you doubt it, what does that mean, Kurt? Well, I you expect hope they would. honesty in um, good government from all of our um, officials. Uh, I just like when I uh, went over the uh, train track and the train was coming like you know a, a way far away and it was coming really really slow um, because the rule on the book said that if it was it within a thousand feet or more than three football fields, you know then they had to give me a ticket. Um, I expect the same kind of justice for all uh, as they give me. Um, Amen to that, yet, but you're not um, going to see that, buddy. You're going to basically pay your fine, and if you don't cooperate, you're going to jail, and Hunter's going to skate free, my friend. 
In fact, if he can hold on a month longer or so, he's going to have his dad pardon him, buddy. That's what's going on with this thing. Now, I wish it were different. But I don't really see us taking anybody to the cleaners that is on the wrong side of these discussions. Why are we worried about his IRS issues, Kurt, when he's been involved with communist nations and he's been involved internationally in, in very shady dealing? And why aren't we dealing with that? Why are we dealing with the IRS discussion? Well, this is probably a perfect time to bring up this little simple um, idea, Sam, from that I've been kind of kicking around, and that is, uh, you know, Where'd you get I the think idea? the president has, well, I don't know, it probably just came into my little brain. Okay, so you, you know, made somewhere. it up. You came up with this um, idea. Got it. But, you know, it's added up with a number of different things, and I, I think, um, you know, just like you remember, um, there were a whole bunch of people saying that um, President Trump had, uh, or even candidate Trump, was being assisted and supported and uh, beefed up or whatever, um, you know, that he was colluding with the Russians. You remember that? Um, oh, yeah, it went on for a couple over, of years and cost over $30 million, yeah? yeah? Other than that, yeah, no, well, I don't I mean, remember. It, uh, yeah, it was kind of quiet, but, um, you know, it was like a daily th drumbeat or whatever for all that time. And then in the end, um, you know, the bottom line that most folks don't know is that there was really nothing to it. Um, now, I think that you could literally um, do the same kind of thing about Biden and China, and uh, and yet you could really show um, the um, Chinese intervention uh, as well as if you've got uh, voting systems that are connected to places like Iran and uh Serbia and uh, Germany or whatever, then you could you could say, look, we've got um, foreign intervention in our elections, and this time it's not just talk; it's real. Um, therefore, um, so that we can keep our country and not have a stooge that is owned by the communist Chinese or whatever else, uh, because we've got all this uh, fraud um, evidence that we can present to you that shows this. We've got to uh, protect our country. And, uh, you know, the president could say, look, because of the uh, oath I took to defend the Constitution from enemies foreign, that would be your Chinese, you know, Iran, you know, you go on down the list, and domestic, and that would be anybody in america who's uh you know not just the uh one congressman that they're talking about now that got caught in a little honey pot from the chinese spy but you know guys like uh biden and uh, others uh, you know he has a duty to protect us from those enemies doesn't he yes he does but how to get it done in the deep swamp when they're arresting all the good guys is another discussion rush limbaugh speaks out on this we'll talk about it in seconds Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? 
Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, so we're still uh, in the middle of Kurt's idea, and the idea is what now, Kurt? Well, you know, if you if you take the um, the way the New York Times and the Washington Post and so many others on their side uh, went after the president for the so-called Russia connection and collusion and all that kind of stuff, you could basically take that same narrative and you just insert instead of Russia, in this case, you insert China and maybe Iran, um, and you insert Biden, and and you've got real um, evidence, and you've got real um, election We've already tampering. got that done. Yeah. Um, so and now we got to so, do is file lawsuits and then have the you know courts or whatever mm-hmm. else, and we got to arrest people, Kurt. Well, yeah, I guess, uh, except for, in my opinion, the president as president, uh, you know, and commander-in-chief or whatever, if he saw literally a Chinese invasion um, in America and uh, trying to take over our country, I don't think he would have uh, have to, you know, file a lawsuit or anything about it. I no, think I'm he saying would you and say, I would have to. Um, right. Okay. okay, now if the president, so your idea is for the president to take action, and it's been a great idea. We've been begging him to do it ever since he, uh, on the campaign trail, chanted, lock her up. We've been asking the president to do that very thing, Kurt, and he won't. Yeah. Right? Your well, idea is a great one. I agree completely, and I think we've been working on that hard. If your point is we should ratchet it up, I completely agree as well. Uh, I just think that he could use the exact same um Why don't you call him up, say, Kurt? Look, um, right. Because he ain't uh, listening to me. 
Well, I figure it's one way we can do it by providing uh, solutions and some Amen. suggestions. And then our program is, of course, available uh, anywhere, anytime. Good point. I even uh, wrote an open letter to the president back in the day, Kurt. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. So, I mean, I don't know how to do it more than I we're already doing. it was doing. an open letter to not just the president. It was like to everybody about Well, so there's you know, two open letters I wrote. One was to the president. The other one was to the media. Okay. And to everybody. But I wrote a specific open letter to the president of the United States. And I agree with you completely, Kurt. <clears throat> you know, I and mean, we've done everything we can, though. Rush has offered to make his radio show available to the president. We've offered to have the president on. We've offered to partner with the president. You know, we've offered to help with his media efforts and campaigns. We've offered to help him by building a task force to, uh, you know, get the innocent out of prison. The Freedom Coalition is the project we worked on for that. We've tried to get uh, Richard Mack and Sam Bushman and many others to meet with the president to discuss a lot of these uh, ideas and things and, uh, you know, create a, a um, you know, kind of a sheriff's posse, so to speak, or a support group to vet the cases of who should be going to jail and, and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, we, we've worked on this hard, Kurt. And I think we should keep working on it. I think your idea is a great one. But I guess I, I'm trying to say I think we've already done a lot of this. And I'm just not sure what we can do more next per se. But I completely agree with the idea. But, hey, we need to arrest Joe Biden. Okay, because the IRS investigation is the least of Hunter's worries if we're going to look at the criminal activity that's going on. Right? We were talking about it before the debates and everything else. Then the debates happened and then the elections happened. And we haven't talked about Joe since. Or Hunter. Well, and, you know, then there's the whole issue of the spying that the that Obama and Biden did on the... Uh, <clears throat> Correct. You know, so we've documented the that. The president's documented um, that. So have we. Yeah. So the next step is for the president to arrest these thugs. Well, it sure seems like if it was turned the other way around, like with Nixon, where he, you know, in, he uh, basically uh, recorded some of the Democrats' inside stuff or whatever was spying around, you know, there was, boy, heck to pay, you know. And yet, you know, if the shoe's on the other foot, hmm. Nothing here. Go on from here. Yeah, and you know, it shows you who really I, holds the power then, doesn't it, Kurt? Well, you know, it does show you um, at least how how powerful the swamp is. Uh, you know, and the one thing that I guess I get some uh, encouragement from when you see 18 states, you know, with, with Texas, including all these ones, and even including our uh, um Attorney General, at least, um, signing on to this uh, lawsuit at the Supreme Court, um, you know, that 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 is, um, I think, a um, breath of fresh air, uh, something that uh, may um, prove, I guess you could say, uh, like, um, what's his name, uh, Joseph Ferris says, this is uh, the, uh, what is he called, the big one, and he says, pray, um, um, yeah, he says, the big one lands at the Supreme Court. Joseph Fair urges readers to pray. SCOTUS does the right thing with the Texas suit. Well, and I, don't, I agree with uh, Joseph Fair. I pray for that. I hope for that. I commend the states for doing what they're doing. I'm a little concerned internally for Utah because now you got the governor, the lieutenant governor, and the governor attacking or governor-elect attacking our attorney general for doing it. And so that's a little bit of an internal turmoil I'm concerned about. But I commend the 18 states, and I commend President Trump, and what I want is honesty out of the courts, but I don't know that we'll get it. I don't know what the courts will do with this thing, Kurt. 
They're either going to come back and say, we won't touch it. They're going to come back and basically look at it and say, oh, there's nothing here. Move along. The likelihood of them really shutting down the vote fraud is pretty slim. Why do I say that? Because there was about 50 lawsuits filed over this so far, Kurt. And about 35 of them have already been rejected by lower courts. And then you got the state of Pennsylvania, the Republican leadership there basically saying, okay, let's take this to court. And the court literally rejected it without even a comment. And so hopefully this state of Texas lawsuit, now a class action multi-state lawsuit, uh, going to the Supreme Court, hopefully the Supremes will take that more seriously. I pray that they do. I sure hope so. But I have my doubts. I have my doubts the courts will, will decide to take it on. And I wish I were wrong. Now, Jerome Corsi believes seven out of nine will double down in defense of Trump. I pray that's true. But, man, in case after case after case for over four years, we've watched Trump just take a beating in the courts. And um, it's because the courts are literally controlled. They're just a bunch of power-hungry kings, and they're activists from the bench. They don't really interpret the law or call the Constitution as they see it. They literally make up law from the bench. They literally just take unprecedented action whenever they get the whim. They're literally a bunch of black tyrant robe thugs, right? And that's what we see from the courts. And I pray that we can have honesty at the top. But I sure have my doubts. Rush Limbaugh in the news, Kurt. And he has some what he calls ominous warning about the future of America. Did you see this? I think I saw the headline on it. Yeah. Yeah, Rush Limbaugh sounds ominous warning about the future of America. He says, hey, we cannot be in this dire of a conflict without something giving somewhere. Joe Kovacs, WND.com, with the details. He says he believes our nation is moving towards secession. Kurt? You agree with him? Well, we've we've heard of, um, you know... uh, calls for secession from many places, uh, whether it's uh, Texas or, um, you know, at least parts of different states. Uh, I mean, you you got Rhode Island that's the size of, you know, many counties uh, in some states, uh, and yet they have uh, two senators and a representative in Congress, uh, while the rest of us, you know, I mean, we have huge swaths of land and uh, areas and very little uh, representation um i i can see that um you know like for example the eastern part of washington the northern part of california um you know uh, here in utah i i think uh, folks outside of salt lake city would like to you know secede from salt lake city um you know you just have this kind of thing going on all the time when people disagree with, uh, um, you know, have disagreements, and it's nice to have a real representation. It kind of goes back to that argument we've talked about before, though, that if we really had, uh, you know, real representation now as compared to the uh, Founding Fathers' time, we'd have a lot more representatives in Congress, right? Yeah, because the constitutional provision is for a scaling of Congress, right? 
Well, it seemed like or I at mean, least the house. You, if I remember right, it was like thirty-five thousand people for each uh, representative, something like that. Yeah, and how many reps do we have, Kurt? Four in Utah. Yeah, and so it's like a million per. Well, um, or you know, rep, there might be know. what a million adults in Utah. Well, I don't know. I was thinking it was a million people, or I mean, well, four there, million. There's people. about three to three um, plus million yeah. people in Utah, but I assume half of them are children, right? Or at least a okay. third. So, you know, you got about two million adults at the most maybe in Utah <coughs> that would be voting adults or whatever that it would relate to. Now, what's two million divided by 35,000? How many reps should we have, huh? Listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Justice Department's investigation scrutinizing Hunter Biden's taxes has been examining some of his Chinese business dealings, among other financial transactions. The investigation was launched in 2018 and is aided by a discarded Hunter Biden laptop containing tens of thousands of emails. Some of the emails may implicate President-elect Joe Biden of wrongdoings. And yet here's the ultimate hypocrisy again. The Democrats have something in their own house that needs to be investigated, and they're all stonewalling right now. Georgia Senator David Perdue on Fox News. Federal authorities have launched an investigation into the police shootings Monday of 23-year-old Casey Christopher Goodson Jr., who was killed last week when he entered his Columbus, Ohio home with sandwiches for his family. The Columbus Division of Police said Franklin County Sheriff's Deputy Jason Meade was working for the U.S. Marshal Service, helping search for a fugitive when he saw a man with a gun in Columbus. Meade opened fire when the man did not drop his weapon after he was ordered to do so. USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I've been taking vitamins off and on my whole adult life, and I've never seen any change. Not like this, not since I've been on balance of nature. I used to take prescription medication for uh, muscle aches and stuff. I don't take that anymore. I wish I'd have started it back when I first heard about it on the radio. And if I can give Balance of Nature any advice, keep it out on the radio because I still hear these commercials from time to time, and I'm thinking, you know, you people need to listen up. I mean, I'm over 50. And, you know, your body starts wearing down. But now with nature has literally changed my life. It really has. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. Missouri led a group of 17 states that Wednesday afternoon filed a brief with the Supreme Court supporting the Texas lawsuit aimed at delaying the appointment of presidential electors from Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. The bill of complaint alleges that non-legislative people in each defendant state unconstitutionally abolished or diluted statutory safeguards against election fraud. Facebook was hit with a pair of antitrust lawsuits on Wednesday as government officials accused the Silicon Valley giant of systemically acquiring smaller rivals in order to prevent them from becoming competitive threats. Both the Federal Trade Commission and Attorney General from 46 U.S. states are looking to force Facebook to sell Instagram and WhatsApp. There will be a Thursday night football game tonight at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California, just outside of Los Angeles, as the Patriots and Rams get together. The game will be on Fox, NFL Network, and Amazon. 
starting at 8.20 p.m. Eastern. This is USA Radio News. All right, I did some research. According to the Federal Register, estimates of the voting age population as of 2018, Kurt, and in Utah, it's 2,228,000. And if I divide that, so just say 250, I'm sorry, 2,250,000, you got about 65 representatives that you and I would have uh, if it was 35,000 related to the ratios in the Constitution. So we have four, and we should have... 64, 65. Um, it depends because it's not an exact number, right? But anyway, there you go. Well, that's a great point, Sam. And uh, Anyway, so you do you know, think Russia's right? Do you think people are going to secede? Okay. you think secession's coming up? I've tried to figure out how that could work in America because what you really need is some kind of line where it's like liberals and whatever one side and the conservatives or the other side but i don't see how to fix that, that, that. you don't secede you? like that Kurt. you secede by the state right isn't that how secession works well yeah but you've got to have i mean in america you have to have if you're going to do the red state blue state thing you're going to have some kind of really spread out split up well, thing. russia doesn't say anything about a red state or a blue state He's just saying we got such a divide in America that he sees secession if we're not careful. He sees this nation moving towards secession is how he says it. Limbaugh believes the nation is moving towards secession. And I'm just asking if you think that's true. You think that's right? Is that going to happen? Well, I don't know if it will ever really happen. At least what I've ever seen is there's always uh, talk about it and. uh I've never seen any of it. I remember when Arizona said that they were going to uh, secede from the union when we got to, uh, what was it, $6 trillion in debt. Yeah. And How uh, much did you say? I think they said it was $6 trillion. I think we're way past that. Yeah. I don't think they It's impossible uh, to know the numbers. I know this ought to help us on the way to divide of all kinds, whether it be secession or some other divide-and-conquer tactic they're using to destroy the greatest country on the face of the earth. But here's the next headline. Formal, former federal security officials are urging Joe Biden to more seriously acknowledge the growing danger of domestic terrorism. And they welcome the fact that he plans to do so, Kurt. What do you think that means when they start ratcheting up domestic terrorism discussions? Well, we've seen it in the past, um, you know, when they uh, said if you had a Ron Paul bumper sticker, you know, you were trouble or whatever. But, uh, you know, one thing to throw in on the, uh, at least on the Rush Limbaugh thing for you, he said uh, when he was asked about the whole secession thing, uh, he says, uh, I still haven't given up the idea that we are the majority and that all we have to do is find a way to unite and win. Um he says, our problem is the fact that there are just so many rhinos, he calls them. That means Republican in name only. Um, I, I'd use swamp or insider, but anyway, he says, uh, so many Republicans in the Washington establishment who will do anything to maintain their membership in the establishment because of the perks 
and the opportunities that are presented for their kids and so forth. He said, I see more and more people asking what in the world do we have in common with the people who live in, say, New York? Well, New York, you, you know, upstate New York, you have, you know, probably some pretty good folks. But in the big city, it just seems like it's just so socialist, doesn't it, Sam? He goes on and says, I see a lot of bloggers. I can't think of names right now. A lot of bloggers have written extensively about how distant and separated and how much more separated our culture is becoming politically and that it can't go on this way. And he was responding to a caller named Jamie from Shelbyville, Kentucky, who was looking to brainstorm ideas on how to push back against the division and unite Americans again. Amen uh, to that. So, yeah, it's a serious problem. I don't know if we'll end up with a secession. I know there's a secessionist movement out there. They want to use an Article 5 convention. They don't believe that'll lead to secession, uh, but I believe that it might. So you got the Article 5 folks. You got the secessionist folks. Now you got Betsy DeVos in the news, Kurt, for Trump Education Department. Free colleges is a socialist takeover of higher education, she says. Well, she's right, and so is um, so is all the other free education, Sam, but she didn't go that far. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah. Right as rain she is, I'll tell you that right now. Good for Betsy mm-hmm. DeVos. Yeah. Now, uh, the other problem is, you know how when we talk about the sheriff's movement, Kurt, the liberals always attack us, and they're like, you think the sheriffs can do whatever they want to, and you guys just don't have any respect for law, and you think the sheriffs just on a whim can support the laws they like and reject the laws they don't like, and you can just do whatever you want. That's what you guys think of the sheriff. You think he's like a uh, the supreme whatever everywhere, don't you? And they, they attack us. You Remember all that, Kurt? Yep. They selectively, these sheriffs, you know, you act like they can do what they want and enforce what they want and not enforce what they don't want. And I got a headline for you. Newsom, that's Governor Gavin Newsom down there in California. This guy's a whack job. Governor Gavin Newsom ignores the Supreme Court, Kurt, and doubles down on religious gathering restrictions. So do you thugs that mock us when we say that the sheriff has an obligation to the supreme law of the land of the Constitution, that they can't just do what they want? How does the governor get that authority, ladies and gentlemen? i got to ask you that. I submit to you that a, a governor, I'm sorry, a, a sheriff in a given county uh, has more authority of what happens in his county than the governor does in his state. You say, wait a minute, Sam, where do you get an idea like that? Well, the sheriff is at least in the right <clears throat> executive branch to do this you could say well the governor is too sam and my response is uh, i don't think so why because the governor and a sheriff have different responsibilities the government the governor's not a law enforcement agent is he kurt well they say the he's the head of the executive department which is supposed to um execute the laws um, but you know the beautiful thing about America we're supposed to have these many separated areas you know you got your counties your uh, cities your states your uh, and even the federal government each one is supposed to have a limited uh, role and uh, 
you know, take care of those things. And when you get somebody out of control, like um, Governor Nuisance, um, you know, then you basically, at least you can uh, go to a friendlier county, if not a friendlier state. And we're seeing that right now as uh, Utah, for example, gets invaded by uh, Californians that are yeah, so does Texas. leaving their state. Elon Musk yeah. rolling to Texas, you know. But oh, I say that right. the governor doesn't have more power in his state than the sheriff does in his county. Okay, and so if Gavin Newsom could just thumb his nose at the Supreme Court, is that okay? Doubles down on religious gathering restrictions. What do you do in well, that case? Well, you, you could say that um, the governor is doing uh, what he calls... Uh, what was the phrase Tom Woods called it uh, when he would say um, that you uh, nullify? He He's, you know, in his way, he's uh, nullifying what the Supreme Court's telling him to do. Um, and uh, I will simply say this now. There's, uh, you know, the, the remedy for people in California is they either move or they change the governor. Um, you know, there's or they have their remedies. local county sheriffs say in my county, my friend, we That's will right. not let you shut down religious gatherings. Mm-hmm. The sheriffs yeah. can do that. Or you've and even my whole point to bring this up are... is where does the governor get more power in a given county than the sheriff? I don't think he does. No, you that's know, my whole the point. The only way is is that the people let him uh, do it. But uh, that's right. You know, it's like like the. Uh, Oh, what was it? The one story I saw that the uh, bunch of, uh, you know, doctors are basically saying, uh, hey, why in the world this was a Senate hearing? uh, And they're, you know, complaining that we still got these rules that say you can't use certain things for treatment of COVID. Um, You know, um, I mean, the headline was... uh, I'll tell you why we have that, because the legislatures and the courts are primarily Democratic, and that's what they want to do is control the people. And if you let people use alternative solutions and get the population healed, that won't work very well for their vaccination uh, agenda and for their control and tracing and, you know, monitoring everyone and locking everybody down. It won't work very well for that. And since, you know, hey, we haven't arrested Fauci yet and or put, you know, sidelined him and fired him, then, hey, he, along with the Democrats, simply rule the roost, buddy. What are you going to do about it? Right? Just like Newsom. These guys are out of control and no one's really reining these people in. They ought to be arrested. The people ought to be up in arms. Not literally, but figuratively over this. Republican senators find body bags. We'll talk about that in seconds. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches. In wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. 
the solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. intimidation at the highest levels, huh, Kurt? Well, I think so, Sam. Uh, The headline reads, uh, Republican senators find body bags and anti-Trump messages on their doorsteps. Jack Davis, writing for the uh, Western Journal, has got this piece. And uh, uh, these senators have, uh, you know, not gone along with uh, Nancy Pelosi. And so there was a protest, um, and... uh, you know, you got the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, or as Rush Limbaugh calls him, the Turtle, and Senators uh, Susan Collins of Maine, James Inhofe of Oklahoma, Lindsey Graham of South Carolina were the focus of this protest. At each of their doors, um, and well, at their area residences. You know, I mean, uh, remember we did that story where the people were outside the residence of that one place and said it was really terrible and stuff, but I didn't hear much about this. Uh, But this was at their residences. They put it at the doors. The protesters dragged these body bags from a truck and dumped them out front. Uh, And it shows, you know, pictures of them. It's like 10 or 12 or, you know, I mean, it's not just one. And then they got signs all over their doors. uh, And it says uh, over 270,000 dead, more losing jobs. And, you know, and so they're all their point is try to get them to send more money, you know, spend more money on this whole thing. And yet if they really want some solutions, there are some solutions, but you just got to quit looking in the all the wrong places right sam amen to that but body bags kurt that's a little more intense than um the guys out there with bullhorns and thinking about the walls of jericho and stuff right well i think so and yet the uh media doesn't really uh say that um of course I not mean, you know they that's that's why we got to bring it to true. your attention yes governor yeah. i guess christy is her name Christy Nome? Is that it? Yes. From Pummel's South Dakota. Network. I guess they had more misleading reporting, Kurt, but hey, when's YouTube going to ban those suckers, huh? Yeah, good point. I don't think so. Uh, and then the subheadline says Report implied South Dakota hospitals are in crisis. Oh, you mean there was some inaccurate reporting? Hmm. No. The so, governor, I mean, Kurt, says they're not in crisis. Yep. Well, the governor just doesn't. She's just not up on it, you know. I mean, 
people like the AP, they'd never mislead you, and Reuters, and you know what I mean, YouTube, and Twitter, and et cetera. Right? There you have it. Our prayers are with Chrissy Nome, and our prayers are that hospitals don't get overwhelmed, and our prayers are that we tell the truth, okay? Embryo yeah, reanimated. Right. Kurt, you want to talk about this one, huh? Well, I was trying to remember. Is that in the same group, or is that yep, the next group? same group, buddy. Um, Embryo reanimated. Oh, yeah, I see it. Matters of life and death. It's a world that Well, it says piece. after a quarter century on yeah. ice, ladies and gentlemen. So it's a real cool story, you know, Sam. Um, and uh, so I guess they kept this embryo, which is, you know, a sperm and a and an ovum, you know, put together, and a, and a little baby uh, on ice, and then uh, placed it in the womb, Sam. And uh, they had a record-breaking live birth, you know, over a quarter century. That baby just waited. It says, uh, subheadline, proof positive that no embryo should ever be discarded. So, you know, it's just one more of those things uh, on the pro-life side, you know, where we're promoting that idea of life, you know, and how important it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a weird scenario, though. You know, when you start getting into this science-based creating of babies or whatever, a little bit of it kind of concerns me. You know, when is yeah. it right versus when is it wrong? And, uh, you know, in my opinion, if uh, it's a husband and a wife that are legally and lawfully married and, you know, they want to have children, they go to extra scientific lengths to have them, I think that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. When we start freezing embryos and just letting any sperm or freezing eggs and letting any sperm, whatever, to make a baby or whatever, where you don't really know who mom and dad is or you don't really know. Whatever. At some point, I start to get kind of concerned about the science and the the uh, morality of the discussions. And, and the more further you get from normal childbearing and, you know, normal baby making and stuff like that, in my opinion, the more concerning it can become. And I don't mean to throw any cold water on anybody who genuinely wants children, who's legally and lawfully married, who believes that, hey, we need to invite children to our home and we're ready and willing and able to, to provide good homes. I don't mean to, to be offensive to them in any way. But in our modern society, again, it's not technology that's bad. Oftentimes it's how it's used that's bad. And let's be very careful that we stay away from the... <clears throat> Well, the, the, the more we jettison the, the traditional God-ordained family, the more concerned I get about it. Let's say it like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in this case, uh, they're talking about a family in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, that's celebrating the birth of a baby girl. 27 years, they say, almost to the day after her embryo was frozen. That's according to WVLT. The birth of Molly Everett Gibson broke a world record for the longest an embryo had been frozen before birth. It's a record that was previously held by Molly's sister, Emma Wren Gibson. Uh, Molly was frozen October 14, 1992, then thawed by National Embryo Donation Center lab director and embryologist uh, Carol Sommerfeld, uh, February 10, 2020, transferred to Tina's uterus. Um, that would be uh, Tina's uterus by NEDC president and medical director, Dr. Jeffrey Keenan, February 12th. So anyway, uh, the thing we're really celebrating is uh, so who's embryo? the baby was born. Oh, uh, let's see. Okay, so you've got this family in Tennessee. Yeah, I get all that. Uh, the birth of Molly uh, yep. broke a world record. Got all that. Uh, got all that. Okay. Molly was frozen, yeah. then thawed. Yeah. 
that's and transferred to Tina's uterus. Yeah, whose embryo um, is so. it? I don't know. All right. So um, anyway, all, that's sisters, all I'm saying. Is that, uh, <clears throat> well, I don't know if it's her sisters or not. Her sister had a record before that. I don't know if she's yeah, just doing the same right. thing. And it, but this is kind of what I'm getting at is when we and maybe in this case, it's all legitimate that it's the same family and that they want to have children. And you know, all that's wonderful. I'm not trying to attack anybody. I'm just trying to say we need to be very careful as the scientist goes along, because pretty soon you'll have three daddies and four mommies and group babies. And, you know, you, you get it can go very strange very quickly. And I know this is a good news story because I am pro-life. OK, but at the same time. I get a little concerned that uh, who's who where, right? And I think adoption should be considered as well. But anyway, anyway, I digress except to say we need to be very careful with the science around this. Um, you know, something to worry about. Something to be uh, certainly cognizant of, to say the least. All right, university settles with midwife student. Kurt, did you see this? I guess they're threatening to expel uh, her for pro-life views. Yeah, well, you know, this is in the Brave New Schools section by WorldNet Daily, and uh, the subheadline says, Fitness to Practice Investigation Ban on Hospital Placement. Um, You know, and so you've got, uh, Sam, it's just, um, you know, typically the universities are, you know, out of control. Uh, yeah, funded by I our mean, tax dollars, remember. That's right. And uh, the college fix boys uh, talk about this. It comes from the University of Nottingham, and this case would be uh, oh, you know, sourced from the telegram, Telegraph. Um, and uh, they settled with a midwifery student whom it tried to expel for her association with a campus pro-life group. But the bottom line uh, is this got, is where they try to shut down everything good, and at least they fought back and got a settlement, right? Yeah. Um, you know, she she got an undisclosed payout and an apology for 10, uh, uh, 10 months after the university dropped its fitness-to-practice investigation. Um Anyway, you like it. you say, it's kind of unusual. All right, you think the leading cause like of death that. is the cocoa? Well, you're wrong. The leading cause of death during the corona reign of terror is, Kurt? Well, it's abortion, Sam. Uh-huh. I mean, we've talked about that. Oh, Abortion's the leading cause of death. The coronavirus has killed what? 37 well, million worldwide, Kurt, uh, in abortions? Abortion as kill, yeah, killed during that same period of time, 37 million worldwide. Compared to and how many, 250,000 or something? 280,000? Well, that's in America, um, right, Sam? So, what know, is it worldwide? Talking about worldwide, I don't know, but I know it's not 37. You got to research that, you know. Kurt, so you can highlight yes, the do. people, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, I mean, uh, there it's a world that daily peace, and so, I mean, it's nice to. Uh, know that those guys are doing it uh, but the uh, life news boys are the ones who have the uh, uh, real details on it abortion is the leading cause of death during the coronavirus killing 37 million worldwide Uh, they say 250,000 that's the number of Americans who have died from the coronavirus despite the best efforts of President Trump frontline medical workers and Americans doing what they can to protect themselves it's a heartbreaking number and all that other stuff. But then they say 
250,000 Americans have died from the coronavirus and 1 million, or excuse me, 1,358,413 have died worldwide. Those tragic numbers pale in comparison to the number of babies killed in abortions that are. Uh, in other words, what, 37 times, million. Kurt? Well, yeah, that's, you know, that's maybe not exactly, but, uh, you know, quite. Well, they uh, said a little over a million were killed one way and 37 million killed the other way, right? Yeah, you got so 1.4 million and versus, you know, almost 38. Yeah, so and then the question is, do you believe math. all the deaths are accurate numbers? That's exactly But I'm just right. saying, in general, you got about 37 times if you trust say both numbers a, to some degree, right? 125,000 abortions or babies killed each day. Um, Worldwide. So, um, yeah. And, well, um, you know. No one seems they to be howling about it except for a few pro-life groups and us, right? Day. Right, about twenty five hundred per day in America. Um, but you know, you, you, I mean, that's that's the group you just don't talk about. Right? Yeah, sad to say, we highlight it because we yeah. need to have truth there. Yeah. All right, two final stories before the end of the hour. They're both about the cocoa vaccines, Kurt. Okay. First one says two British people with severe allergies apparently mm-hmm. had allergic reactions to the Pfizer or to the Pfizer biotech whatever vaccine they say mm-hmm. now people are questioning if it's safe and uh, in Britain they're saying hey if you have severe allergies don't take the vaccines now Kurt we haven't even released this thing and we're already getting reports like that also headline FDA that's the Food and Drug Administration in the United States reports that six people died during the Pfizer COVID vaccine trial. Did you know six people died, Kurt? Nope. How come? Shouldn't you be told that, my friend? Probably got run over by a truck, you know, something like that. What? Just kidding. Oh, man. You're saying they probably got run over by a truck and then they said it was the cocoa? I don't think you're kidding. I think that happens. Yes, sir. It's not a joke. It's not funny. Sadly, it's as true as it gets. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Two hours of hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use in the can. If you believe our efforts are worthy, donate liberally today. LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Live and on-demand radio free at your fingertips. For Sam, Kurt, and Brian, we declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic. Please get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right way up. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.